You're listening to Utah's Morning News with Tim Hughes and Amanda Dixon on KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Good morning, KSL News Time, 6:30. KSL's top story this hour. Utah lawmakers have passed two school security bills. KSL News Radio's Adam Small begins our live team coverage, Eye on the Hill 2024. Adam? And uh, the first bill would allow some school employees to volunteer as armed guards able to respond to emergencies. Now, those volunteers cannot be teachers or principals, but they but they could either add to or be in place of a school resource officer. The second bill sponsored by Representative Tim Jimenez would incentivize teachers to conceal carry, giving them legal protection, training and help getting gun storage. Our ultimate goal is during these lessons to say, okay, here's a classroom or a classroom similar to yours. Let's figure out how you can defend this classroom and make sure that the students within your classroom are safe. Both bills are now on their way to the governor's desk. Live Adam Small, KSL News Radio. Are the plans for a baseball stadium and a hockey arena taking money away from services for Utah's homeless population? One advocate says the arenas don't worry him. KSL News Radio's Dan Bomas continues our team coverage high in the Hill 2024. Michael Parker with the Utah Impact Partnership says the stadiums are positive because they show momentum in the community. He says programs addressing homelessness will get about $55 million out of this legislative session. Governor Cox had originally asked for about $190 million. The Utah Impact Partnership raises millions in private funding to match state appropriations. The District Attorney Reporting Act would require county DAs to report every 15 minutes of time spent on a case, but it only affects Salt Lake County. KSL News Radio's Heather Kelly is live with details. Heather? Amanda, it's Senate Bill 273, which states counties with more than 1 million residents have to comply. Salt Lake County is the only one in Utah with that many people. DA Sim Gill spoke to Utah legislature about the challenges this bill would put on his office. He says he's investigating 20,000 cases and doesn't have enough staff to track every minute of time spent investigating, compiling a report, and sending it to lawmakers. The bill's sponsor criticized the length of time taken to prosecute cases and wants more accountability. Live, Heather Kelly, KSL News Radio. KSL's top national stories this hour. Illinois is the latest state to try and take former President Donald Trump off their primary ballot. Attorney uh, Karen Letterer talks about how the state is citing the 14th Amendment. Section 3 of the 14th Amendment provides that you're disqualified from office if you engage in insurrection after taking an oath to uphold the Constitution. Former President Trump's lawyers have until tomorrow to file an appeal. There have been several carbon monoxide leaks in public places over just the past few months. KS on News Radio's Britt Johnson tells us two of those incidents happened in schools. An elementary school, a middle school, a church, and a townhome building all have reported carbon monoxide leaks. Sherry Pace with the Utah Poison Control says we need to have the furnaces serviced regularly in public buildings and make sure carbon monoxide detectors are in working order. Another indicator of carbon monoxide poisoning is if a lot of people in one area seem to suddenly feel sick. If so, they need to be moved to fresh air right away. Car prices are taking a nationwide dip thanks to a healthy inventory. You'll probably pay less for a new car or truck than you would have in the past five years. Kelly Blue Book says with supply chain issues being resolved, there are more vehicles to choose from. But that doesn't mean cheap. The average sticker price is over $47,000. ABC's Daria Albinger reporting. 
First look traffic on a Thursday morning, and here is Andy Farnsworth. And right now, travelers on I-15 are seeing a bit more traffic in the southbound direction coming down through Ogden and Roy and Clearfield, but not any delay yet. Same story for northbound 15. More people on the roads, but uh, still everybody moving at the speed limit. I'm Andy Farnsworth in the KSL Traffic Center. Quick look at the weather now with Matt Johnson. We may see more snow this weekend. Most of the Wasatch Front still stays mild tomorrow. Highs in the upper 50s and very windy out of the south. Southerly winds continue Saturday morning. By Saturday afternoon sometime, a cold front will bring rain switching to snow into the Wasatch Front. Today's high will get all the way up to 58 degrees. Cities around the country are seeing spring-like temperatures. Today, the National Weather Service says temperatures are going to be 5 to 10 degrees higher than what we're used to this time of year. Temperatures are rising not only here, but all across the country. ClimateCentral.org says the season has warmed 2 degrees Fahrenheit across the U.S. since 1970. That warming is mostly contained to the southwestern part of the United States. KSL News Radio's Emma Keddington says cities like Reno, Nevada and Tucson, Arizona are seeing temperatures around six degrees higher than normal. We told you about Wendy's and this new price uh, pricing plan that they have. Well, they're trying to explain how raising prices for food at their busiest times is not price gouging. Here's ABC's Rhiannon Alley. Wendy's CEO last week announced we will begin testing more enhanced features like dynamic pricing and day part offerings, along with AI-enabled menu changes and suggestive selling. That led to comparisons between Wendy's plan and so-called surge pricing used by rideshare companies, which charge more during rush hour. Yeah, they want you to know it's not surge pricing. It's dynamic Mm -hmm, pricing, mm -hmm. if that makes you feel better about (laughs) an increased cost of your burger. Uh, Wendy says it's not raising prices, but offering discounts at slower times. The discounted or the proposed pricing plan remains on the back burner until 2025. Some people who stopped taking Ozempic are reporting the weight they lost comes right back. KSL News Radio's Heather Peterson has the story. Reports show that people who get off the medication tend to gain about two thirds of the weight they lost back. Doctors say the problem is that Ozempic curbs your appetite, and once off of it, the cravings come back. Some may be advised to wean off Ozempic slowly if they don't want to take the expensive medication anymore, but you should talk to your doctor about the solution. That's right for you. Several reports say many employers' health plans want to restrict people from using Ozempic for weight loss. We'll try 